This is Myla, and welcome to our podcast, As Far As I'm Concerned. We're a relatively chill podcast that gives often overlooked students and teachers a platform on which to express their opinions on social issues through a casual format they're comfortable with. Just a bit of background information that we probably should not be telling random strangers on the internet, but that is necessary for sufficient context. We're all private high school students. This is not affiliated with our school in any way and should not be treated as such. So, for today's discussion, we have music. Let's get started. Okay, so what genres of music do you guys listen to? Do you have a preference? Cheryl, why don't you start? So, um, I don't really have a taste in music in that I generally like any music I listen to. Obviously, there's a few exceptions. Like, um, I don't particularly like death metal, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really have a preference. Hmm, that's understandable. What about you, Polly? I think I have, like, I'm not too picky when it comes to music. I listen to, like, a large variety of things. Um, I listen to, like, Japanese songs, Korean songs, Chinese songs, English songs, a lot of different categories. I think similar to Cheryl, I don't really like heavy metal usually <laughs> or like gothic music yeah <laughs> what about stuff like pop rap is there anything specific that you like in those categories probably pop music the most hmm yeah agreed i generally prefer pop too what about you poppy no pun intended <laughs> uh Mostly K-pop, though I've listened to like really popular songs. I enjoy stealing my friends' playlists as well. <laughs> I see, I see. You haven't stolen mine yet, but there's a first time for everything. Parser? Yeah, so I will listen to whatever's popular just because I want to stay in the loop. But primarily I enjoy alternative, indie. I really like death metals. So <laughs> I have to disagree with Cheryl and Polly, but... I really do enjoy heavy rock. I sense a debate brewing here, but not right now. So I guess all of you guys are like a mile wide and an inch deep when it comes to music taste. So, since I like controversy, we're gonna start by playing a game. So I'm gonna tell you the name of a singer, and you're going to tell me if that singer is overrated or not, and why. Just keep in mind, don't start ranting. Please don't start ranting. Keep it to a couple of sentences. No promises. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. We're gonna have to see. We might cut you off. Who knows? All right, so first off, we have the ever so popular Taylor Swift. Recently released Folklore. All of the super popular songs like Shake It Off and whatnot. Some people think she's basic and boring. Some people don't. So what are your opinions? I would argue that she is not overrated. She has been, even though she kind of switched her style throughout her music career, I do think her songs are, like, they are the classics. They're really popular, and they're good, too, in my opinion, so I don't really think she's overrated. So you like her songs. Interesting. What about her singing style? That's another thing to consider as well, like her voice, how she sings and whatnot, besides just what her songs are like. I think in my opinion, I kind of like her older style, like that kind of country pop style, more than the current one, but the current one is good as well. Hmm, I see. Does anyone agree? Disagree? Anything? 
Um, so I'm not really familiar with her older songs, I guess, but I do actually like the album Folklore. And I only just found out about it because a friend recommended it to me a while back. But yeah, I, I can't say I'm familiar enough with the artist as a whole to say whether she's overrated or not. Hmm, interesting. Uh, what uh, about you, Parser? Yeah. yeah, I would say she is overrated because while her music evolution is really one of the most interesting ones from the last decade, I mean, she went from country to pop to kind of a darker tone pop, back to pop, and now she's in a kind of alternative pop phase, uh, which I honestly like the best from her career. So I like her most now, Folklore Evermore. Uh, but overall, she's overrated because um, her songs as a whole, just on their own, they don't stand up as much. I think she's better as an album artist, not a, a solo pop artist. So I think some of her um, big fame and all from some of her, her more well-known songs like Shake It Off or um, Lover or something, those are overrated. Oh, so it seems like Parser is going to be the controversial one here. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Poppy, any her... opinions? Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, her voice also isn't that impressive. I mean, especially when you consider that she's surrounded by so many pop artists whose voice is very distinctive. It, it, it adds something new. Her voice, I think, is just that general pop voice that it, it could remind you of anyone. That, that voice that most people would call, quote-unquote, basic. I see, I see. Yes. Poppy, any opinions? I definitely like some of her music, but I think in general, she doesn't really bring out anything new that's worth listening to. So, yes, overrated. So, we've got two yeses overrated, one, one no, she's not overrated, and one I'm not quite sure. So, this is a very mixed bag here, and I think that's pretty representative of the general population too okay what about olivia rodrigo the newest drive license the album sour all of that underrated by a mile and i'm just i'm not saying this because she's underrated she is one of the biggest acts in music right now it's just she's so amazing that i have to call her underrated she's really good at the punk rock vibe she's pulling off with her songs, Good For You, Brutal, those are really good. She, she recently dropped the Brutal music video maybe a week or a little more, no longer ago. Um, but she's really good at um, what she's doing. Her voice, I really like. She takes a lot of inspiration from Taylor Swift, but at the same time, I can barely hear any uh, Taylor Swift undertones, especially in the punk rock uh, ballads, which are the best part of her music. And Sour was a phenomenal album. Is this an ad for Olivia Rodrigo? It could very well turn out to be. a conspiracy here. <laughs> it could very well become one. Well, we found okay. our first major fan. I know. That's impressive. But what about you? What do you think? So, um, I guess I'll agree with Parser here in that I also really like her voice. And um, her songs as a whole... They, they are very good, but again, as I said, I don't really have a taste in music, so I'm liable to say that anything is good. So I don't know if you should take my opinion with a grain of salt, but yes, her voice is good. You're entitled to your opinion. Don't worry about it. 
I'm sure we all have our own slightly differing opinions. This is where you can share what you think. Ollie, what right. do you think? Um, I don't think she's underrated. Like, I do like her songs, and I think her album is really nice to listen to. But I do feel like her songs are overused, but not like her fault, like specifically on TikTok. I've seen so many videos reusing her songs over and over again. And while they are good, like the reuse of it kind of makes it like over. Yeah, that's yeah. overplay. That's it's called overplay. Yeah. But I do like her songs and especially at such a young age to so, like get so popular. It's pretty impressive, I'd say. Yeah, isn't she like 17 or something? I don't know her exact age, but yeah, she, I don't even know if she, I think she's still a minor. Poppy? Correctly rated. I've listened to her album so many times, like about 20 times since it came out, and I've listened to Happier in like one hour loop. Yeah, I really like her music. Uh, I think she's pretty popular for it though, so I wouldn't say she's underrated, but definitely not overrated. Oh wow, so this entire like discussion has just been a go listen to Olivia Rodrigo. I yeah, listen to Driver's License. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Driver's License. Yeah, oh, you oh. are. <laughs> I listened to Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License and it didn't really strike me as anything special. I wasn't much of a fan, but now hearing you guys, I'm probably going to go listen to Sour. We'll see. You should. I should. All right, all right. I'll keep yeah, that in and mind. That extends to our listeners, too. This is an advertisement, but we are not sponsored. <laughs> Definitely All right. not sponsored. I mean, we wouldn't mind being sponsored, of course. That's always a consideration. Olivia Rodrigo, if you want to come sponsor us, be my guest. Okay, well, anyway, next artist, Billie Eilish. And I'm just going to warn all of you beforehand that Parser is a big fan, so... Please don't start ranting, okay? You get one minute. Okay, so I have to make this click. She's the best artist on earth, especially given her age. Uh, when We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go is an amazing album. Happier Than Ever is an amazing album. Uh, she's, she's really good at the alternative indie vibe. She pulls off, even though she's called pop. She's not really pop, she is alternative indie. It's incredible. Um, Honestly, I don't know what else to say. Her uh, voice, it's been called uh, whispery. Um, yeah, it, it is the quieter. Uh, people have called it ASMR, but the way it works is it pulls you in because you want to hear more of that voice. Um, her EP, uh, Don't Smile At Me, it's amazing. Her style, there's a reason that she's one of the biggest artists on earth. There's a reason that she swept the Grammys. Um, and uh, she, she's gone through a lot of hate for a, a lot of things beyond her control, a lot of things that are just totally unfair. It's, it's a complete double standard in the music industry. It's, it, I think it's amazing. She's risen, risen above all that. She, she had a documentary picked up about her like three years before she released the album that like changed pop when we all fall asleep where do we go uh she's recently had a disney plus special called happier than ever a love letter to los angeles uh her first all song right, i'm gonna Ocean cut is... you off there because Ugh, it's been a minute <laughs> the pain 
the pain, but okay. Yes, I, I know. I can feel it. I can feel it coming from you. I mean, you said you didn't have anything else to say, and then you ranted for another minute. Then again, so I think, does anyone here have the guts to disagree with Parser? Because I think he'd probably rip you limb from limb if you said anything bad about Billy. So if you want to give that a try, go ahead. I'm not, like, gonna disagree. I agree that it's really impressive how popular she is at such a young age. And, like, she does get a lot of hate. Like, I've seen people body shaming her, which is not cool to do at all. But, and I have listened to a lot of her songs, and me personally, it's not my style, but, like, I can see why people like her. Okay. You can expect a very unpleasant surprise, but, okay, I'll let it slide for now. Okay. Polly, watch your mailbox. I feel like we can expect um a physical fight happening soon if this continues so um yeah yeah i'll be watching for one of those at school for sure all right so i'm gonna move on from Billie eilish because we spent enough time on her already mostly parts are singing her praises but that's fine anyway <laughs> i Billie know should sponsor parser to just make advertisements I would spend all day doing that. For free, too. For free. Seriously, he is obsessed. You have no idea. Alright, we're moving on. What about, this is more of a band, but what do you guys think about One Direction? Overrated as a whole. Um, their individual careers are actually pretty interesting. Um, mine is Louis Thompson, Tomlson, I don't remember how to say his name. He had a pretty boring career. I don't think he even had any major hits but now Horan I mean his biggest hit after One Direction was um what's it like sweat dripping down my dirty laundry or something that was weird I didn't really like that but his uh, features and collaborations with um Ash and uh Anne-Marie they were pretty good uh Harry Styles everyone knows now he has a good career I guess Liam Payne I also don't like that much and um was the other guy, Zayn Malik. He had the first big career after One Direction with Pillow Talk, which was okay. Interesting, interesting. What about you, Poppy? You haven't said anything for a while. Any opinions? I think overrated as a whole. I think, uh, yeah, m most of their fan base comes from people just like simping for each of the members, but not so much for their music. You say that like you have experience with it. <laughs> Don't make accusations. <laughs> Too late, I think. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I like some of their individual songs, and I don't really know much about the band as a whole. I like some of their songs. They're interesting. A lot of them are too much about love, but then again, that's everyone. That's so, the yeah. entire pop genre. You're going to have <laughs> to be more specific in your criticisms. Well, if you I got into Billy, if you got into Billie Eilish, you would actually oh, no. talk about oh, my God. climate change. I guess this is why. Devil. This is why I listen to rap, okay? Ooh, rap. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, rap is pretty good. Specific rap, though. Okay, well. Not murmur see. rap. Murmur rap is disgusting. Um, okay. Guys, can I we get back on topic? I agree. Yeah, let's get back on topic. Okay, so next singer, we got. I think I know what you guys are going to say, but Justin Bieber. He's like one of those kid stars. You know, like, got really popular at a young age. And then 
just kind of blew up, but like in my opinion, I think he's overrated. Like I guess some of his songs are alright. I think he gives, um, especially his old songs, are kind of like the nostalgic feeling, like something you want to play that reminds you of kind of like the older days more so. But yeah. Yeah, like I I see what you're saying to some extent. I mean, not to bias you guys, but I do think he's very overrated. Does anyone oh, yeah. disagree? Well, I'm gonna have to agree with you. And、um, I don't particularly like his fan base either, or him as a person, which might make me very biased. But I definitely think he's very overrated. I don't think his voice is anything special either. One may call it like almost basic. Oh,、yeah. like it doesn't really、mm. stand out that much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. I know you have tons to say on this topic, but in the interest of time, I'm gonna move on. Okay. Okay. So I want to ask you guys something, and I don't want an explanation for this. I just want you to yell one word at me. So, do you think that breaking into the song industry and getting popular is a matter of talent or luck? Primarily, of course, it's a combination of both. But I want you to tell me in one word which one of these you think it is. Luck. Luck. What about、yeah. you, Cheryl? Yeah, I'd say luck also. Anyone disagree with that? I have to say both because I feel like this is. This needs more explanation than just a one word. But why am I not surprised that when I said <laughs> one word answer, Parser goes off on a full-on tangent? Yes. So, in the interest of one word, luck. But it's much more complicated than that. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you guys. Honestly, there's a lot of luck involved with the process. You just have to get noticed at the right place and the right time. Okay. Well. What about people who get into the industry? Is it as hard on them as it is on newcomers? Like, do they get complacent? Do they get pretentious? Is it still tough to keep your place in the industry? It depends on how well you've established yourself, because artists like Beyonce and all—they've established themselves even as people to the point where they don't really need to worry about、uh, minor scandals because. They're already so well known. There's so much of a powerhouse. They've gotten so many awards. They've broken so many records that it doesn't really matter to them. But then there's also smaller scale artists, like even Shawn Mendes, who's been in this industry for quite a few years now. He, a scandal could a scandal could ruin his career. I mean, Morgan Wallen was doing really well as a country star, and then he so, was caught so- saying the N word. So, so the bigger、gone. you get, the better it is for you, and the easier it is to keep your place. So you just have to work up to a point, and then from then on, it's smooth sailing. Poppy, agree? Disagree?、Uh, most of my opinions are like K-pop industry, and I would say they can't get complacent because new groups keep continuously、uh, debuting. So if they want to keep their place in the industry, plus you. Definitely, still see a lot of like body shaming and things like that. Even as you go further on,、uh, people still get into scandals, and people are removed from groups even after being there for seven years. So I'd say definitely no. You can't get complacent. So it's tougher on the people in the industry than it is on those who aren't yet. I think there's、yep. also like the issue if in your when you're already in the industry, you face. A lot more criticism than when you're trying to break into the industry, so it can be harder to like motivate yourself. Especially now, people are kind of rude. 
almost to each other <laughs> on the internet a little bit because you have anonymity, right? So you can kind of say what you want without being seriously tracked down or anything. And it kind of gives people the idea that they can like comment on artists' lives and stuff like that, and especially because paparazzi are so intrusive and they just <laughs> see like so much stuff. And it's really hard to be in the industry and not have a scandal or a rumor of some sort. Like even if you look at Olivia Rodrigo, who I'd say like just recently really broke into the music industry, she's already had scandals with like not really like scandal scandal with Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. If you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. It's so chaos. hard. I don't think there's anyone who's interested in music who hasn't heard of that. Well, Cheryl, anything to add? Um, so in general, like as everyone else said, I'd say it has a lot to do with reputation and you as a person. So like the artists who are known to be like better people or have better personalities tend to have a better reputation, especially if they've managed to maintain that um, throughout their career, if they've been in the industry for a long time. So then it will be less likely for them to get accused of scandals. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you think it's easier. So it is again a mixed bag here. Some people think it's easier. Some people think it's harder because of all the attention on people and all the scandals that are more in the light. Though I do well, understand. But I, yep. just one thing on my thing about uh, how scandals will more easily rock newcomers than uh, established artists. If you're an established artist, but you are known for controversy, so like Kanye West or Nicki Minaj, they're they're known for their controversy. In that case, then it becomes kind of an exception case because just That's the wrong scandal could uh, bring them down. That's true. There's a certain level of controversy that's okay for those artists. Then again, there is controversial stuff that's in controversy. So like another layer of controversy put on top of that. There's yeah. always, I think, a way to get in trouble. All right. So on that note, what are your opinions about cancel culture? Like the, the idea of like canceling someone if they make like a mistake. Is it justified? Do you support it? Is it too hard or maybe not hard enough? Depends on what they do. Of course, that's always true. But like, think about like a situation or like a scenario where it was too hard or a scenario where it wasn't hard enough, maybe right now in society. I think that it, 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 it depends on a case by case basis. But overall, I would say it's unjustified that cancel culture is too hard on people, especially when you're dragging things up from five, 10, 15 years ago, uh, when they've probably matured as a person. And it also, uh, it's about the seriousness of it. So like Morgan Wallen, he was canceled pretty quickly after it was discovered that he had recently said the N word on camera. So or well, it wasn't on camera, I think a ring caught it. Uh, but that I would say it's justified because he said it recently, so he probably hasn't really matured as a person. Uh, it's a pretty serious thing, so I feel like there it'd be oh, all right. But when you're dragging things up from ten years ago, so like there was a, a thing with Billie Eilish. Um, she was thirteen, so it was like six or seven years ago. She was like twelve or thirteen. I don't think the they ever came up with the final age. 
uh, she had said the C word in um, in when she was singing a song by Tyler the Creator, and in her defense, she kept saying that uh, she didn't know what it meant, which I think we, we just doubt people so much that we don't give them the benefit of the doubt, saying okay, they might be saying the truth. But that's so I mean, long ago. Her life has changed so much, especially when you're younger. Your life changes more quickly. Um, I mean, it's not like you're biased or anything, but you're not wrong. Yeah, I guess we can hold people accountable for things they do now, but not when not what they did as kids or a while ago, because people change. Yeah, and I would also argue that when you're associating, when an artist associates with someone who gets accused of these things, uh, so like Nicki Minaj, she married a guy who was um, convicted of murder and rape um, and she kept defending him and that's one of the reasons why she kind of lost her throne in the rap world. Um, I think that also might be a little unfair because you're judging the artist based on someone else. Even if they associate with them, even if they uh, say I love that person or that person's an inspiration for me, at the same time the artist is their own individual person. So. I would say don't judge them based on the people they know, the people they surround themselves with. Interesting. Okay, thanks for sharing. Um, Cheryl, Poppy, anything else to add? Because I think Parser basically covered it there. So I have a very specific comment to make. Um, so like on social media, a lot of times, I wouldn't say children, but like people slightly younger than us tend to let's say overreact or bring up things that may not necessarily be important in order to try and cause attention. Um, and I guess that might be a part of why cancel culture is seen as something that's not very good. Um, mainly I'm talking about like, I guess 12 year olds who try to defend um, minorities when they don't really need it so like they're just saying unnecessary things to try and get attention on themselves yeah that, that you're right that is strangely specific but you're not wrong there either maybe also, there are certain people messing cancer cancel culture up for everyone else i never i just like thought of um the whole thing between like taylor swift and kanye west and like kind of like what happens when there's like a dispute or a feud between two artists. Like if you guys know about that um, alleged phone call that happened <laughs> between Taylor and Kanye, where she like agreed, I think for him to mention her in his song. And then he said something bad about her in his song. And like, she didn't agree to that, but then he framed the calls that seemed like she did. And like, she kind of got, she got a lot of hate for that. Like there were so many images of people sending like snake the snake emoji yeah she became the snake mm -hmm. and then so it's like sometimes the cancel culture is not always correct and again with like what cheryl said is that people sometimes do overreact and it's really bad especially if you're like being rude or have like not all the information yeah. and then the artist yeah, sure. gets unnecessary hate yeah they're just too quick to jump to conclusions is what we're saying i guess Especially Thanks for in, sharing. Yeah. Uh, especially in like the K-pop industry, you see people that get like deplatformed, like for much less. Uh, like people stop standing groups because uh, 
some of the members start dating or something uh like after chen was revealed to be getting married and having child people were like oh he should be removed from exo um people they have a lot of allegations thrown against them like bullying or like drugs and stuff but uh a lot of times the companies take action before anything's really proved so yeah it's pretty bad we'll be talking in depth about k-pop and other fandoms in a bit so all of you thanks for sharing but in the interest of time we're gonna have to move on and that's actually a really great segue because our next topic to talk about is fandoms so I'm wondering, what fandoms are you part of? Like, I, I know Poppy, you're part of the K-pop fandom, and Parser, I imagine you're part of the Billie Eilish fandom. What about, like, Pauly and Cheryl, anything in particular? I've, like, recently- Not really. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Cheryl, why don't you go first? Um, I can't say I've really been a part of, like, a fandom of, like, any particular artist or group because my music taste is so broad that I basically only listen for the songs themselves and not the actual artist or the group. So, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's similar with me as well. Holly? So like for a long time, I haven't had like an artist or a group that I would like dedicately follow really. But like recently there's this um, Chinese boy band that just debuted off of one of those idol producer shows. And I've been telling Poppy about them, and yeah, I've been following them dedicately. I see, I see. That's interesting. Okay, so let's see. So I actually had a question for like those of you who are engaged in the K-pop fandom. So I've heard that there's a lot of like objectification of K-pop idols, like seeing them as just entertainment more than people on their own. So do you know anything about that? Do you want to share? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, there's definitely a lot of like parasocial relationships that form, uh, and an expectation that idols should always be like happy and things like that. And then as for objectification, of course, there's uh, oh, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, but yeah, beauty standards that are placed upon them. Yeah, it's just generally that they should be perfect, and a lot of their emotions are not really taken into account. Yeah. I can, I can see why that would be an issue. I think it's common among a lot of idols, but especially in the K-pop industry, it seems. I also think like in terms of kind of like the Korean or Chinese groups, especially like the more famous ones, kind of everyone has a bias in each group and that can, it causes like fandoms within the fandom and it can get so competitive sometimes because people always try to defend their bias. So in, like instead of looking at the group as a whole they're specifically arguing for their bias and it can kind of offend people who have a different bias especially since like in a group there's always going to be one bias that's like more popular has more people following him or her and that causes like rifts within fandoms so it just gets so complicated yeah and to add on to that it makes you wonder what the actual idols feel when they see that like, can't be good, of course. Yeah. Like, I've they seen, probably feel hurt, but they might be used to it by now. I've seen this um, video from one of, I think, Blackpink's interviews or something like that. And do you know, like, um, Lisa and Jenny, the older two members of Blackpink? And so the way that they were sitting was that Lisa was kind of sitting next to Jenny and kind of blocking the photographers from taking pictures of Jenny. 
and like the Jenny fans who are trying to get pictures of her kind of shamed and uh, like, you know, made rude comments about Lisa for literally no reason. And like, I can't imagine that. It's so hard, especially for both girls because you can't imagine how Lisa must feel to hear like their fans say that she's being yeah. rude and like blocking the view and she's sitting where she's supposed to be sitting. You can't imagine what it's it must be like. like cancel culture, yeah. is it? It's not even like they made a mistake at all. No. It's just normal actions. They can't stop mm -hmm. everything. If she had sat somewhere else, then she would have been shamed for that. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that before. I think it was like paparazzi and mm -hmm. they were like using racist remarks against Lisa too. So that mm -hmm. turned into a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I feel so bad for Jenny too, because it also must be hard from her perspective as well to see one of her teammates getting bashed by your fans. That must be like so hard to go through. And it's just, yeah, it's yeah. so messy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess um, maybe earlier when we were talking about cancel culture and I brought up the oddly specific examples, this is sort of what I'm talking about, like cancel culture, even though they didn't make a mistake. Uh, okay, so this is all like really good um, information and you guys all have super valid like ideas and in the interest of time, we're going to move on. So I was wondering... In the fandoms, what do you think makes all of the artists and like the singers, they're so appealing? Like, why do they have fandoms around these specific people or these specific groups and not around other ones? Is I it is it just all, because of their talent? I think it's about like what makes them unique because, um, so for Taylor Swift, it would be about her music arc and how she's um, become one of the biggest names, even though She's gone through a lot, especially with that Kanye West, Kim Kardashian scandal that took a, like three years or something. Um, but I think for each artist, it's something unique. Olivia Rodrigo is one of the biggest uh, punk rock um, people now, so that could explain her fandom. Billie Eilish has that unique whispering voice, and also she's darker, which is more like representative of what teenagers are actually feeling like they're not actually like oh i love this person so much let me write a beautiful love ballads about them it's darker more edgy um it's all about the uniqueness of the artist i would say mm, that's that's a cool viewpoint that's very interesting i've never actually thought about it that way it probably does have something to do with like being real almost right being yeah. different being like yeah. All right. So there are people out there who hate K-pop, who hate Billie Eilish, who hate other like popular groups or popular people because they're popular and they have fandoms. Have you ever met one of these people? What was the experience like? Yeah, I've met them because um, so for some of them, it's kind of like justified because they don't actually hate Billie Eilish or whatever these other artists are. Um, because they don't like their music or the artists themselves or anything. They just don't feel they should be that popular. And so they feel like justified that, oh, if everyone else, to them, it feels like there's overhype. So if, for them, if there's overhype, then we should underhype so that it kind of balances out, I think could be one justification. And also just people seeking like attention. If, not, if 99 people in a room all agree on one thing, and the other guy does like it, but wants to stand out, they'll just say, no, I don't like it. They'll just 
it, it, it becomes unreasonable. Like, just express how much you like that artist as you do. Don't feel like you need to compensate for someone else. Yeah, like, I'm not like other people's syndrome. Yes. Yeah. I think there's also, yeah. like, gatekeeping to a certain extent. Like, uh... In, within the K-pop fandom, I'm not a fan of BTS, but I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, you're just a fan of BTS, you're Blackpink, you're not a real K-pop fan. Uh, there are a lot of statements like that. Yeah, mm. I've seen also, like, racism a little bit, or, like, trying to, like, defend your own race or whatever country you live in a lot, because I know one of my um, old friends, they kind of, like, judge people for listening they judge like American people for listening to music that isn't American. So if you wanted, if you lived in America, you speak English fluently, that kind of stuff, and you wanted to listen to Korean music or Chinese music or Japanese music, he would like judge you really heavily for that. Which I don't get because he's Asian. Like, I don't really get the <laughs> logic behind that. It's really interesting. And then like the new like boy group that just debuted. So they came off an international idol producer show from people from, with people from like Thailand, China, Russia, Japan. And if you look at like the people who debuted in that group, majority of the people who like, like the Thai people are from Thailand. Majority of people who like the Japanese people are from Japan. So it's kind of like the idea of having your bias be related to you in some way, listening to music that is specifically your your culture and kind of almost like sectioning yourself away from other cultures, which I don't know, it's not necessarily a good thing, but like if you listen to music from another culture and you don't like it, then that's your opinion. But if you don't listen to music from another culture solely because it's from another culture, you know, it's... It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's just music. It's all, mm -hmm. it's not all the same, but that's the point. Like, you're supposed to listen to it and find what you like. And I guess it's understandable if you don't like, like, the style of singing that a particular, like, region or culture has. But mm -hmm. don't write them off just because they're different from you. They're not inherently yeah. better than anyone else. I don't judge people for listening to those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I think... Have you guys, this is like the main issue with fandoms, I think. Like, have you guys ever seen fandom fights? Like fandoms fighting because one of them is quote unquote better than the other or something like that? Have you ever been part of any of these? I've seen them and it's not my area of expertise or whatever, but I've seen them between different um, um, K-pop groups. Particularly, I saw it with BTS and EXO which honestly I don't really know much about either, but it just got heated and it felt ridiculous because they were basically making the same points for every, from every, they were making the same points about like everyone, uh, but um, just in the context of whoever they liked. So it just felt a little ridiculous. So it's like cats versus dogs or apples versus oranges. Because yeah, honestly, it's like, they taste good or they are good companions and it's all the same arguments it's just personal opinions yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and then like the current fandom i'm kind of in with the chinese boy group that just debuted they are kind of in a fandom fight with fans from another group this is another issue about groups is if 
like one person in that group makes a bad decision like a while ago. This kind of ties to what we were talking about earlier. And then it can kind of cause a huge rift between fandoms. So one of the members in um, the Chinese, like the fandom that I'm in, when he was like 15 or 16, like a long time ago, he made a diss track on another Chinese boy band that has already been disbanded. And so now that fandom is super against this fandom because of that. And it kind of goes to what we we're talking about. Like he apologized for it and everything. And he was only 15. And there's wow. still the huge fandom fight going on. So this is like bringing it back to cancel culture and mm -hmm. comparing things that maybe should not be compared to each other mm -hmm. or even related at all. Now, my last thing in this fandom thing is like, have you guys seen like obsessive fandoming? I hope you're not part of it, but like not allowing the subjects of your fandom to date and stuff. I think Poppy actually mentioned it, but like, just quickly share your opinions on this. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, definitely like the whole parasocial relationship thing. Uh, I think whenever a boy group member and a girl group member date, usually the hate goes towards the girl group member too. Uh, and then the boy group member can typically like get away with it. Uh, what was the question? Hmm. So there might be some like sexism involved as well. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with uh, Poppy. Um, it is often the girl who gets um, the hate, especially when it comes to dating and all. Um, because for some reason, she is the one who's like stealing the boy or something. And also, yeah, it gets really obsessive. And I think one of the primary examples is uh, the army. It, it, it just gets out of control. They... Um, they have really strict rules uh, for the more extreme members. Of course, you can like a BTS without having to follow such strict rules and all, but <laughs> it just... Yeah, yeah. Like, I, never... I mean, oh. I, never... I mean, thank you guys so much for sharing, but it, I know you guys could talk about this forever, but in the interest of like time constraints, we really need to move on to our next section. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Polly, why don't you take the last comment here? Um, kind of adding on to what has been said, I remember in BTS, there's like this example of when Jungkook was saying how IU was kind of his ideal type, and then IU got a lot of, like a lot of hate for it, which adds on to this kind of, you know, sexism a little bit, because, like, he's allowed to like people, you know, he can respect other artists, there's nothing wrong with that, and people are so possessive. That happened with Chow too. Uh, I think in one of his lives he said he liked IU, and then mm -hmm. IU didn't respond to it, of course, because you know Tao's basically calling her out live. And then, yeah, she didn't respond to it, and she got hate for that too. Wow! It, no it seems like whatever they do, they get hate. It's really hard, isn't it? Thanks, guys, for sharing so much about fandoms. So our next topic is going to be instruments so i'm wondering that's another segment of music like we're moving beyond listening to music and being parts of fandoms into playing music creating music so do you guys play and which instruments yeah so i play piano uh and i play a little bit of guitar but not really that much i just picked it up and um yeah i i like it i just i haven't been able to spend a lot of time with it I see. Cheryl? Um, I play piano and violin. I've played both for like a pretty long time. Mm. 
so somewhat of an expert here to enlighten us all about piano and violin playing. Uh, I I wouldn't call myself that, especially because I don't think I'm gonna go into the music industry. <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll call you that, <laughs> Polly. Uh, I've been playing piano and guitar for a long time, and I learned taught myself ukulele a few years ago, and taught myself violin around two years ago. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, what about you, Poppy? I used to play piano and violin. Currently, I do like Carnatic singing and Carnatic violin. Man, everyone plays piano. That's crazy. I play piano too. This is really common, evidently. All right, guys, why do you play? Like, do you enjoy it, or were you pressured by something? Like, maybe your parents, maybe an external force that wants you to play. Why? I mean, I'll say I did start out because my parents wanted me to. Learn an instrument. They felt it was important, and I mean, they liked my dad especially. Really liked music. A couple people in his family, they even sing.、Um, but now, after a certain point, now I feel like I want to play on my own. Oh, so you learn to love it. I see. I see. I think for me, it's like pretty much the same. My parents pressured me to go into piano at first. And then, like the other three instruments, were ones that I wanted to take on by myself. So it's kind of like it, the fondness for it grew.、Mm. Is it the yeah, same for? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So for me, I actually don't know whether or not I personally wanted to play piano or I was made to by my parents because I was only four and a half at the time and I don't remember anything. But I do know for violin. I think I went to a school talent show, and someone else played violin there, and I thought it was it sounded great, and I wanted to try it too. So, well, here I am. Yeah, that's a true story of like external source inspiration, and it ended well too. So that's great for you.、Uh, I think for me, most of it was like I、uh, went of my own accord, but I think definitely for like Carnatic music, it was kind of like. When I I used to sing a lot, and I would have wanted to go into the Western track, but my parents put me into the Indian one. So, yeah, I think my sister is really into singing as well, and I was already doing Carnatic music, which I then dropped because I was too busy. But she was put into that track too. She didn't like it too much, so now she's going to learn Western music at a voice coach. That's one of her big things, actually. So that's really interesting. Okay, so.、Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, that's that's great for your sister. Does she like it so far? She she really loves singing. She sings all the time. She gets. She also plays softball all the time. Those are like her two main things. So, yeah, she loves singing. That's great to hear. Like I, I personally also really like music. So it's great that like people who actually create music they they like it instead of being pressured to. You know. Yeah, y'all should do it. You and my sister—that would be interesting. Anyway, so my next question for you guys is: like, what were some of your struggles to get good at your instrument? Like, how hard was it to get good? And do you think that if you're not good in your mind, if you're not good, do you think there's a point in playing? Do you have any mental health struggles around that too? I mean, I'll say that it's difficult. I don't consider myself a good player and all for piano,、um, but like, I just feel. It's not a mental health struggle. I wouldn't. I don't think I'll ever go that far.、Uh, yeah, I'm frustrated sometimes when I can't get 
something right. And it takes a lot of uh, practice because I'm pretty bad at practicing the piano. Um, but yeah, I don't think it goes into mental health issues, at least not for me. Hmm. All right, thanks for sharing. Poppy, what about you? I think definitely there's a part when you start learning that you can't tell what's good from what's bad. And then I think after you get through that, there's definitely the frustration of not being able to play good. And then you rage quit, but then you keep at it for a couple of years and you eventually get good at it. I wouldn't know, but I'd imagine it to be that way. <laughs> I think Cheryl would know. What, what do you say, expert? Uh, again, don't call me that. Um, I'm not really an expert, but I okay, feel like expert. For, for me, I I feel like I have a lot of double standards for myself. Like I keep comparing my violin playing to my piano playing, and I feel that my violin playing is not as good, and that's like a big problem for me because it makes me feel discouraged a lot. And then like for when I play piano, I usually don't compare myself to say. Um, like videos of professionals that you can see on the internet but I do that a lot for violin and it's very frustrating when I can't play everything perfectly or everything in tune um, yeah hmm I see I see what about you Polly I think so I also started piano when I was like four years old and so when you're young you don't really like you're not really aware that much of what's going on and I wanted to pick up guitar in like second grade, I think, or third grade, and it was really hard. I thought it was going to be so much easier since I already knew theory and I could play piano, but it was much harder because it's like a totally different instrument almost, and it took so long to learn it, and my teacher even suggested that like I take a few years off and then try learning again when I'm older, but I didn't because money. <laughs> you invest money you have to see it all the way through so you kind of stick to it and then eventually I think for guitar eventually something just kind of clicked you know if that makes sense and then you kind yeah, of yeah that like, does make sense you start to get it the does. hang of it and I noticed um like teaching myself ukulele and violin were so much easier after I knew guitar because those instruments are slightly more similar than like piano and guitar so it's pretty easy makes to self-learn now, my next question for you guys is, what's your opinion on playing for fun versus playing, you know, like competitively, like to learn more or versus playing just to get the credits? Like if you're playing piano and you just play to level 10 and then stop. I don't think you're ever really gonna just flat out stop. I think at some point you're just gonna, you're gonna appreciate it and like it enough that you're gonna end up doing it. I would suggest not playing competitively like if you want to compete that's fine but I think the primary reason should be you want to do it mm. maybe getting into it you might want some uh, outside pressure or something to just help you get into it but in the end I think it should be your choice but I think most people they don't just immediately stop playing all right um what do the rest of you guys think agree disagree I agree with that hmm all right well I have another question. So, it seems like gatekeeping is a big issue in the musical industry. I've heard a lot about it. So, have you ever encountered someone who is gatekeeping players of your instrument for like not being good enough or something? Well, I don't think there's any individual person per se, but like in general society, there's just this 
overall like sort of statement that says like if you're not good at it why do you bother um and i guess it's also part of the reason why some people are pressured by parents or teachers just to test to level 10 and then since they don't really like it they just stop uh, because they only wanted to i guess prove something hmm what do you think poppy think main reason for me like stopping playing piano was just like there's so many people that were at my age that were so much better because they started when they were like four and I started like when I was in third grade so uh yeah I think there's gatekeeping in the sense that you do feel like you're falling behind hmm. I, I can understand that feeling I did I mostly did piano and I I've also done like guitar for fun and violin at school before so I know, like, I just did it for fun, but I do know the feeling of seeing people better than you and feeling like, what's the point if you're not gonna ever be that level or ever play to get to that level? But then again, you have some stuff they don't, and I think that's the main thing to remember. Now guys, to wrap this up, I just have one last question for you guys, and this one is more fun. So if you either had to play music or listen to music every day for the rest of your life, or never listen to or play it again, which would you choose? Either you're forced to do it every day, or you never do it at all. Every day, easy for me, yeah. every day. Yeah, Yeah, I, I already practice every day for like a, a, a pretty long amount of time. So every day, because it's already part of my routine, like I wouldn't give that up. I see, I see. So yeah, I think with music lovers, it's gonna be every day. And honestly, I'm not that into music, but even for me, it's every day. I wanna hear music, I wanna play music. It's an important part of, I think, everyone's lives. That concludes the music section of our podcast. So thank you to our listeners and thank you to our awesome interviewees for taking the time out of their day and co to come and interview for this podcast. It was great talking to you guys. Keep listening to music. Keep singing, keep playing, keep doing whatever you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, stream Happier Than Ever and watch the Happier Than Ever Love Letter to Los Angeles. That's <laughs> yeah, how I'll yeah, leave listen you guys. to Parser. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'd like to thank our guest speakers, Poppy and Parser, as well as Polly for editing and recording. Cheryl for performing the music that you're hearing right now, and Myla for scriptwriting and general moral support. We would also like to thank our English teacher for inspiring us to create this podcast. Last but not least, we'd like to thank our dedicated listeners for supporting us. See you in the next episode.